I think that is the thing, you know, they weren't investing in the property at that point, right? They were investing in us and we treated it like a business. We treated it like a business proposal, even though these were close friends of ours, we scheduled an appointment with them. We prepared materials, little booklets that we had created about what the market is doing, what we think the house is worth, how much we're going to put into it, you know, gave them budgets and timelines, really treated it and them. This is a project that we think is valuable. We respect your time and your money. We're going to care for it like it's our own and got them to buy into our belief, our vision. You know, you got to have to catch your vision. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I'm your host, Yona Weiss, and I'm excited to be here today. It's been a busy couple of weeks traveling a ton, but great to be back in the studio with another episode this week with Tammy Ritchie. Excited to have you on the show. How are you doing, Tammy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Listen, uh, you know, your website, I noticed is called Investing with Passion. So, you know, I just gotta, I gotta start off with that. Okay. Where, <laughs> tell me what that means to you. Yeah. You know, we started out with a different business name. It was Born Again Real Estate Investments. And that had twofold because of our faith and also because we like to go into town, city, streets in particular, and take on the blight of the neighborhood, you know, and kind of like rebirth those houses and bring in new families and life into the neighborhood. And then that email address was really, really long. And (laughs) (laughs) and then we started Born Again Real Estate Rentals. And then we had all of these different things we were doing. And about the same time, I was trying to find what I thought my purpose was, you know, what was I doing with all this real estate stuff? We hit our lean FI at some point and decided I needed a passion project. You know, I had enough from real estate to kind of sit on my laurels, rest on the beach, drink a Mai Tai if I wanted, right? But I needed to figure out what my goal was. And I decided I only wanted to do passion projects. And I had a passion for real estate. I have a passion for people. I have a passion for trying to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, I have I have a passion for all these things. So I decided I should have my overall company theme, you know, should be investing with passion. That just, I think, speaks more to the well-rounded person that I'm trying to become and what I want with real estate. That's great. I mean, listen, I think you have to be passionate about something that you're all in on. And obviously someone like yourself, who's gone basically all in, in this real estate game, there has to be passion that's driving that. Otherwise, you know, you kind of burn out quickly. Agreed. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So tell me about, if you can, our listeners, about the transition for you, how you got into real estate in the first place. Yeah. We became unintentional investors long ago, back in the famed, you know, 2007, 2008 era. We had a house in Arizona that we had bought at the top of the market. And my husband worked in residential real estate development at the time. And so obviously as a civil engineer, his firm closed and he took a job out of state and we couldn't sell our house. You know, it was worth half of what we had paid for it. So we became real estate investors on accident. Wow. We rented our house. 
And we didn't love it because, you know, it wasn't meant to ever be a, an investment thing. It's not what we set out to do. Right. We had always loved the idea of real estate, even though it burned us a few times. But a fast forward a few years later, my husband lost his job again. His company was taken over by a Japanese corporation that did Six Sigma and kind of cut the fat, you know, cut everybody off. And I said to him, what do you want to do? And he said, I don't know. What do you want to do? I said, I think I want to do something with real estate. He goes, okay, well, let's flip a house. I said, okay, let's do that. So we took his severance and went to the sheriff's auction and and practiced the auction. We would go every week and and practice bid and then follow what happened to those pieces of property. And then, you know, see if we would have bid the same amount or, you know, whatever. We did that for a month or two. And then finally pulled the trigger and bought our first house in January, 2017 and flipped it. And I said, okay, that was fun. Made a little profit. What do you want to do now? I said, let's do it again. So we did. And that started us on our current real estate adventure. We went in kind of full force, just (laughs) did it full time, started flipping houses. He did all the plumbing and electrical and I did all the drywall and tile and we made it. So you really, really did it all yourself. Really actually literally did it all ourselves. Yeah. I mean, some people will do flips and, you know, be involved, but still bring in like an electrician and, you know, someone to do the plumbing. Yeah. No, we, we like literally did it all ourselves, but you know, we're not getting any younger. So I said, we need an exit strategy. I said, let's do this for five years, get up some capital, buy some houses to have for rentals that we mean to be rentals. Mm -hmm. So in 2009, we did that. And I went on a little buying spree and in about three months, I bought nine or 10 doors. And that was the start of it all some single family and duplex houses in the neighborhoods we had been flipping. So we were very familiar. So where is that? If you give us a little context. Yeah, it's in Northeast Ohio. So gotcha. north of Akron, south of Cleveland, kind of right in that pocket. So they're pretty inexpensive inventory yes, relatively yes. to a lot of other places in the country. Absolutely. You can, yeah. you know, our listeners in California are like, you just bought 10 houses. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I didn't spend a billion dollars though. That's the thing. We're from Southern California originally. So we're familiar. Like we know housing sticker shock. We had it in the opposite way when we moved to Northeast Ohio. But then, you know, I attended a, I went to the Maui mastermind in September of last year and had a real mindset shift. And what's a Maui mastermind, if you don't mind me just interjecting there. Brandon Turner and Tarl Yarber's mastermind. We happened to go to Maui because that's where they are. So I know it's it's a hard job that somebody has to do. No, that was good. I remember (laughs) I remember seeing posts about that. So that's awesome. Yeah. It was really great for my mindset, just getting around other people that are like-minded and that have that same passion, that drive that you have is a game changer. And I said to my husband, if I apply for this, you got to know that nothing's going to be the same. Like nothing ever again. He goes, okay, push the button. And I applied and got Like in. taking the red pill, right? Ooh, boy, I took a big fat red pill that day for that week. <laughs> that was all intravenously fed, you know, red pill. But it was totally worth it. I came home, reevaluated what I wanted to do and wound up 10xing our portfolio. So in six months, I added 90 more doors. Wow. So I had 100 doors within, you know, six months of attending the mastermind. And so part of that was a syndicated deal that you guys did the COSEG study for us on, which was amazing. And our investors love you very much for that. (laughs) So that was my first syndication. That was 64 doors. So the rest of it was made up of 
you know, I had a 12 unit, a four unit, but mostly single family and duplex houses. Wow. Yeah. That's where we're at now. We're just trying to get more. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, good for you. I mean, talk about taking that mastermind and applying it literally. I mean, within six months, 10 X in your portfolio, I think everyone would agree that you passed with flying colors. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That course. Let me ask you though, in terms of the, obviously the 64 unit that was a syndication, which you brought in passive investors, were any of the other properties, did you follow that kind of thing? Or was it just through your own capital or other type of financing? I'm just curious. Yeah. I used private lenders. So Mm -hmm. even for that very first flip that we did, we went to friends and family and said, Hey, we've got this thought. Will you guys fund it? We'll put, we had a 0% credit card at the time. Like we could make purchases and not pay for 18 months. Oh yeah. So we did the construction on that and had the private lenders, you know, 10 grand from this person, 20 grand from that person, put a few together and, and bought the house and said, we'll pay you back 10% APR prorated for how many days we keep your money when we close because we don't have a dime between now and then. (laughs) So we did that and did that for the first three projects. By the third project, one of those investors came to us and said, we would like to be your sole investor. And we'd like to just give you this chunk of money and you go flip houses with it, keep the money out the whole time. We just want a solid interest rate, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think we negotiated down to 6%. We just kept their money and flipped and flipped and flipped until we had our own to buy the other portfolio pieces. That's pretty awesome. That's amazing to have something like that. Even in the beginning, how was it that you were able, I mean, I think a lot of people get stuck on this and thinking, well, I don't have any money. How can I get involved Mm -hmm. in real estate? And obviously you and your husband put in a lot of what we call the sweat equity, right? You did everything yourselves, but even still, let's say someone who's not necessarily in that position that they're not going to be rolling their sleeves up and getting dirty. What do you think is you know possible for people out there thinking, hmm, I can't really do this. Like, how do I go? How do I approach someone? I don't know, millionaires out there. And you're saying, you know, 10,000, 20,000, you know, that's, yes, that's money, but that's not like a huge amount of money that someone can part with, but they have to be able to trust you, <laughs> obviously. So how are you able to do that? Yeah, I think that is the thing. You know, they weren't investing in the property at that point, right? They were investing in us. And we, I think we treated it like a business. We treated it like a business proposal, even though these were close friends of ours. We scheduled an appointment with them. We prepared materials, little booklets that we had created about what the market is doing, what we think the house is worth how much we're going to put into it, you know, gave them budgets and timelines, really treated it and them, you know, like this is a project that we think is valuable. We respect your time and your money. We're going to care for it like it's our own, you know, and got them to buy into our belief, our vision. You know, you got to have to catch your vision, right? Right. And it wasn't a ton of money and we didn't get it from millionaires, you know, not everybody that has invested with us has had gazillions of dollars, but they're not parting with it. They're just letting it go on a play date and then bringing their friends home with them, you know, more money. <laughs> sure. I hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Unfortunately, <laughs> as I'm sure you know, and, and many of us have 
experience, whether firsthand or I've heard, you know, from other people we know, that not every investment comes back with its play date friends. No, it's true. But you, you know, know what? I think that that was one of the things, you know, we didn't look at it like it was a non-recourse loan. You know, we said to our friends and they knew it to be true. If I have to go work at McDonald's to get you your money back, I will. Like, I felt like putting that personal stamp on it was really important to me, especially in building that trust in the first couple of deals, you know? Yeah. So they knew no matter what we, and I think that's probably why we took small amounts from several people, you know, so it wasn't one person kind of beholden to us that, okay, I'll take your house, you know? <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> right. I think that was important. That is important. And I think this concept of private money lending and being able to present to some friends or family that, you know, may have, you know, some spare capital. And especially nowadays, people are looking for places to put their capital. Absolutely. And, you know, you can get creative with it and you don't always have to have the answers. I think this is what gets people caught in that analysis paralysis thing or that, how do I even get started? I don't have money or I can't talk to somebody Find somebody who does know how to do, like I wanted people to have information on how to invest in our syndication using their IRA money, but I didn't know how to do that. So I called on a professional. I said, hey, let's schedule a call with this person who can educate, you know, this group of people like I want to learn it. You guys want to learn it. Let's have him talk at us for an hour. We can ask him questions. And if it's something you want to do, great. If it's not, that's fine too. Maybe you learned something that you can use in another investment you're looking at, you know, or another way to use your IRA. So don't be afraid to call people in who are more knowledgeable than you on a subject. I think the more the merrier. Yeah, no, that's so true. There's education is really something that we all need to continuously, you know, invest in. And especially in the real estate world, if you're not involved in it and you're not familiar with different aspects of it, there are so many moving parts. I mean, just look at bigger pockets. There are, you know, hundreds of different topics and, you know, ways you can go down into the rabbit hole in any individual, you know, niche or whatever. So it's important that, you know, people who are investing are able to at least educate themselves or if you can provide them with that education, People are seeking that. I think everyone is interested. You know, I've been on webinars, people learning about cost irrigation. I've been on webinars from, you know, individual investors like yourself who have a group of their investors, you know, three or four people. And they're like, we want to learn how this is going to affect us to, you know, huge webinars with, you know, Neil Bawa and the multifamily university with like hundreds of people attending. It's all people in between. And I think like, just to reiterate that, don't be shy, ask the questions, find out their podcasts out there, educate yourself. I want to see if I can dig into this. I wasn't obviously at the Maui, what was it called? The Maui meetup mastermind. Mastermind. I heard, you know, some things after the fact from some other friends and colleagues of mine who did attend, but I'd love to hear from you. Like what were, I mean, you mentioned the mindset shift and things like that. What kind of practical things did you actually take out from that? If you can share with us. Yeah, I think honestly, it was, you know, mindset such a big category, right? And that people go, well, that right. sounds like this big ethereal thing. And that's nice. But what does that mean? Like really learning what it was about the business, what part I wanted to be involved in, you know, Brandon had this like triangle and he said, okay, there's the DIYers, you know, and there's the managers and, you know, all the way up to the visionary and, and figuring out who I was in that pyramid and who I wanted to be and where I felt most comfortable and kind of getting permission to be okay at any of the levels. Like it's okay if you're the DIY guy and that's what you love to do. 
that's if you're in alignment, like learning how to be in alignment with what you're doing in your business, that will take you further than anything else. And then learning how to build your tribe. I know that sounds like kind of weird also, but finding other people who may not be doing the exact same thing as you, and they may not have the exact mindset of you at that moment, but you're all kind of trying to reach that same mindset goal, right? You're all trying to find out where you're in alignment and what that means for you. And you're all kind of working on that together. Having the commonality of real estate doesn't hurt, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be the common factor. Just being Mm -hmm. around others who take the red pill on a daily basis. (laughs) That was really important. And then we had breakout sessions that were literally very specific. Here's the system we use, the sauna, and we use it this way. Okay, well, we use, you know, Appfolio for this and showing us exactly what it was and how his team used it and learning what it was to do a syndication. You know, I had never heard the word before. And then two months later, I did one, you know, (laughs) just sort of learning, you know, hands-on practical things, learning social media, you know, what does it mean to build a brand? You know, there were very, very specific targeted pieces to all of that, but it all started with knowing what it is that you're trying to do and and where you are in alignment. That's amazing. I think that's awesome with having never heard about a syndication and then two months later, buying a 64 unit multifamily property. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. I think all of us, you know, could be and should be inspired by that. And I'm thinking, hmm, what's stopping me from doing that? You know, you had a lot of experience, obviously you're local and you had the experience with the markets, you knew the markets, but I think those are things that can be learned also in a relatively short period of time. I agree with that. And if you don't know it, get around somebody who does start making friends with brokers and real estate agents in the commercial space. If that's what you want to do, go to real estate meetups, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you can educate yourself very quickly and also lean on other people. Like I'm real big on leaning on other people. That's so true. Yeah. Do you have, uh, I mean, at this point, do you have any mentors or or part of any like ongoing masterminds of any kind? Yeah. So the Maui mastermind actually meets every year. So we're going back again in September. We formed little pods. So like we did a a random generator and like threw all of our names five to a pod kind of thing. There were 20 of us, maybe 30 of us. I don't know, 20 or 30 of us. And our pod has stuck together. We were meeting once a week on Zoom for accountability and only just recently switched during the summer here to once a month, but we are constantly in communication. It feels like, and that has been really, really important. And then I also bigger pockets has masterminds that they hook people up with. And so I did a random mastermind there also. And so two other guys and we meet on zoom once a week and talk out our real estate goals and talk out our 90 day plans and, and all of that. So I think it's really, really important to, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't realize bigger pockets had something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just if you sign up, you go to the biggerpockets.com. And I think I even just searched mastermind and it popped up and you fill out a little form. It was like two seconds and they will match you up with other people. Wow. It's so great. That's so cool. Yeah. It's just the power of, you know, talking to people and having that accountability. Yeah. We all need that. Accountability is huge. Yeah, that's true. We all need that. That's awesome. So what's the plan now? You know, what's the game plan for you next year, two, five? Right. So my goal is, was when I left Maui to have 
80 million in real estate in the next three years. So I'm working towards that goal. I'm at 10 million right now. And I have a 57 unit that I'm writing an offer on today after we get done with this call. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And, and I have that. another one that I've been kind of eyeing for a while. And it's an off-market deal that would uh, 5X my portfolio. So working on that. And I have a call with him at four today, actually. And then I've developed asset management. You know what I, what I love is systems and processes. I'm a spreadsheet nerd. I love it so much. And I love creativity and being creative in the real estate space. So my asset management hat is one that I feel very in alignment with. And so I started developing that arm of my company. And so now I do asset management. I have uh, $36 million in assets under management separate from my portfolio. Oh, wow. Meaning you're doing this as a service for other people. Yeah, because I just really thoroughly enjoy it. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize you could do something like that, but I guess... I didn't either. And then I just, you know, <laughs> decided, oh, that's what it is. That's what I like to do. I guess that is a job. <laughs> that's so cool. Started wow. doing it. Okay. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, it's asset management. It is a huge asset. You know, for example, I know a lot of people who in the space, you know, they're always talking about finding the right partners so you can scale faster, et cetera. And in the circles that I run in, you know, the people are more on like the capital raising side and the marketing side. They're really, really good at that. And, but the asset management and the underwriting and that side of things, not so good at. So like a partner seems like that you would be a great, you know, potential fit for a lot of people. Yeah. It's something I really, really love to do. And it is the part that not everybody likes to do. So exactly. Yeah. Well, good for you. Very exciting. It sounds like, you know, if three years is an $80 million goal, I'm sure that by this time next year, you'll already, you know, have another goal. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You know, that may exceed that. We'll check back. I remember Brandon Turner also like recently, you know, he was talking about he had this goal to have, you know, 200 million. And now he's like, Okay, well, I'm already there. <laughs> if right. you make your 10-year goal is too small, like, and you get them within a year or two, like, now what do you do? So it's good to constantly reevaluate and rethink what our goals are. But that's really exciting either way. I'm very inspired by your story, and you know, I think it's helping me personally. I hope it's helping some of these people who are listening to this podcast, who are faithful listeners to Weiss Advice. Tammy, I want to transition to what we call the final four. This is not like you know the. No, I don't do that. But first question to you, what is the worst job that you ever had? Hmm. The worst job I ever had, honestly, was probably during our flipping days. We bought a house at Sheriff's Auction, sight unseen. And when we finally got possession and broke into our own house and had the cops called on us, we got into the basement and it was just full of things that no human should experience. (laughs) I mean, just things that had been in there dead and rotting for probably decades. And we being the DIYers had to clear it out ourselves. So that's probably the worst job I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. That does not sound like fun. That's amazing. It's surprising like how some people can just let properties get to that point. But I guess it's leaving opportunities for others. That's right. That's what we like, (laughs) unfortunately. Second question. What's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? 
You know, I would say very recently, so I'll just, you know, I'll do something recent for me. I read Who Not How, Mm. and that is just a powerful, powerful tool. And it has really given me a mindset shift in pulling out of working in my business and working on my business and letting the people that I know, love, and trust do their job and stay, you know, keep them in their lane so I can stay in my lane. And that that's been a real mindset shift for me. That's one that has come up more than once on this podcast. So clearly for a very good reason, this is something that has affected many, many people, especially in our space, many people in a positive way. So guys, if you have not yet read Who Not How, I would highly recommend it. Check it out. It's going to easy to find, but in case you don't know where to find it, we'll put it in the show notes. And third question, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? I would like to learn how to be a good runner. I know that sounds like really, (laughs) has nothing to do with real estate, whatever. But honestly, I admire runners. My husband's a marathoner and I would just love to love it as much as they do, but I think it's because it's a skill I haven't learned. I do run, I go out and run, but it's, I don't have that mental stamina that they do. That is something I would love to learn how to do. Running obviously it is a skill, but it's just something that seems like it's so much effort, right? It is, but it's more of a mental thing. And I think I, I really want to learn how to get over that mental hurdle, right? And that's the thing I want. 100%. It is a mental hurdle. I think everything, any new skill that you want to learn is really a mental hurdle and you got to just get over it. Okay. Well, you've inspired yeah. me again. There we go. I got it. I'm not a very big runner, but I never have been, <laughs> but time to get back into it. Who knows? So fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? Honestly, I think that success means working in my giftedness, which I hope empowers and inspires others to find their giftedness. Like that's a big passion of mine is helping people Mm -hmm. find freedom in the world, in themselves, in life. Right. And, and really being successful means that I have helped and empowered other people to find that within themselves. I love that. That's a little bit of a different twist than we've had, you know, a lot of people take on this, but that's what I love about this question is that it really means different things to different people and having that impact on other people to be able to find themselves and find what they're best at. I mean, that's really kind of, to me, that's something that I'm very passionate also about. And it's something that I hope to do, obviously, we start with ourselves. And if you can find that within yourself, then you kind of have that fire to be able to, you know, bring that out in others as well. I agree with that for sure. Well, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they want to? I am on social media at investing with passion, and they can always email me, Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y at investingwithpassion.com. There we go. Well, guys put that in the show notes, check it out. Thank you again for the time this afternoon. It's been a pleasure. It really has. And like I said, really have inspired me. So I got to just got to get my head together. Who knows? Maybe the Maui mastermind is something that might be in my future as well. Who knows? That's right. That's great. Or something like that. Yeah, I really had a good time. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you guys for listening all the way to the end. Once again, remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? 
If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I wanna hear from you guys. So I wanna hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.